Radio 89.7 FM. This is Arts Monday Simpoesi streaming to you from the Gerigo land of the Eora Nation. My name is Ira and I'm just starting a call to artist Frances Barrett whose sound installation Cry is showing at Carriageworks as part of the National and who is also curating a night focused on the voice through poetry, improvised performance and song. The title of this program is Mouth and it will take place at Carriageworks this Thursday evening. Good morning Frances, do we have you on the line? I am on the line. Good morning, Ira. Good morning. Where are we finding you this morning? What surrounds you as you speak to us? I'm calling in from Ghana country in Tandanya, Adelaide. Um, I'm sitting in my office at work at UniSA and uh, it's a pretty grey day outside. Ah, that's a contrast to our sunny and beautiful winter in Sydney. <laughs> And you you lived in Sydney before. Uh, when did you move to Adelaide and what took you there? Yeah, so, I mean, I I've, I've grew up um, in Sydney. I sort of grew up um, in uh, on Gringai and, and Darug lands. Um, and I recently moved to Tandanya, Adelaide for a position at UniSA. So I teach into the contemporary art program here. Mm. We actually spoke, you and I, here on ESA Radio back uh, in 2014, which is almost 10 years ago. Oh, my uh, It was uh, one of the first shows I've ever done on Eastside. Um, and uh, back then, uh, we were talking about durational art performances, uh, which... Uh, in some ways see the body come to the point of exhaustion and this mm. was kind of the work that you were interested in back then and from what I'm observing um, you have maybe transitioning is not going to be the right word and you can uh, speak to that but it's, I will use that word as a provocation you have transitioned to this more uh, sound based work, sound installations, even video installations so your current project center on uh, sound and specifically on vocal performances so do you see this as a shift in your practice or evaluation or how would you speak to that period in the last 10 years since we spoke together? Yeah, I, I remember our conversation very clearly. It was, it was very exciting for me to go on East Side Radio. Um, so I guess primarily my work is always focused on performance and sort of embodied actions. And I guess 10 years ago, I was really interested in endurance performance and undertaking those performances myself. Um, so I would do, you know, intense performances like My Safe Word is Performance, which I did at Alaska, um, and also 12-Hour Revolution, which was at um, the Sydney Guild. Uh, but then, I guess slowly over time, um, I became more interested in ideas around listening. So I did a project with Liquid Architecture, which is a sound-based organization in Nam, Melbourne. And from that point, about 2015, I became interested in listening. Um, and I guess through that, then my performances sort of shifted into collaborative encounters and working with different um, curators or performers to realize a project. Um, and so I slowly stopped performing in my own works and instead I started to collaborate with people um, who would often be the performers. Um, for me, I see 
the moved from sort of live performances into sound installation as still centering performance and embodied action. But um, I was really interested in, I guess, you know, a sound installation as being an experience similar to uh, experiencing a performance, still having the weight and the presence, you know, of a body, but perhaps that body not being present in the space. And I guess my interest in vocal performance is that um, just, you know, over time I started thinking about the voice as an extension of the body um, and the voice um, being a kind of haptic encounter, so something mm. that can kind of physically touch touch a listener. So I guess, I, you know, I've always been interested in performance and embodiment, but then slowly thinking about listening and thinking about the voice as kind of ways to encounter each other. And, and um, yeah, that's, I guess, in brief, kind of the trajectory <laughs> of my work over the last 10 years. And uh, last year, so 2022, at the Australian Centre for Contemporary Art, you have presented a sound-based immersive project, Mitus, where you looked at openings and passages of the body, such as urethra, the ear canal, the nostrils, the mouth, as a site of what you, I believe, describe as bleeding and leaking between bodies, but also a site of listening, so coming back to the listening and um, this was a sound work and immersive sonic installation uh, that uh, looked at how we can listen uh, through the whole of our bodies, not just the ears. Can you speak to that a bit? What yeah. do you have in mind uh, when you ask us to consider that we are listening through the whole of our bodies? Yeah, I guess um, I was, you know, studying work with liquid architecture. Um, I just, you know, started being interested in sonic practices and... Um, and experiences of listening. I also was involved um, with an artist-run initiative uh, as one of the co-directors called Serial Space, and that also had a very uh, heavy focus on sort of experimental sound and music. Um, so while I sort of was doing my PhD and, and researching um, for, because I, I received a fellowship in 2019, so Miatus is the outcome of um, this fellowship, and I was lucky enough to receive um, one of these fellowships called the Suspended Moment Fellowship and present a new work, a commissioned work at ACCA down in Nam. And so I guess as part of this research that I was doing towards this fellowship and, and the project, I was um, I just sort of learnt about the external, external acoustic meatus and that's the passageway that leads from the external outside of the head into the eardrum or into the ear. And meatus is not just that one passage that's held in the ear, but it's also meatus are um, occupy multiple spaces. So our nasal passages, like you said, and our urethra, they are all meatus. So meatus is a passageway from the external into the internal of the body. And so I was sort of thinking about how meatus um, is sort of this, you know, it is not just held, it's not just in the ear, but it's across, it's diffused across the body and all these different sites. And for me, that became a way of thinking about listening, not just centered on the ear, but it's sort of diffused across our body um, and all our different senses um, are there to receive sounds and to experience listening. So it just, 
I guess for me, Mieta started. I started to think about that as a, like a deep listening experience mm. um, or deep listening practice. Um, yeah, so that's. I guess I just thought of like yeah, Mieta's as sort of this multiple, quite a sort of evocative term mm. that that spoke to deep listening. Mm. Yeah, and you uh, spoke a little earlier about uh, the sound being a form of touch because sound mm. is obviously a vibration. Uh, first and yes. foremost, it's a vibration. It's something that even deaf people can experience through vibra- vibrations, um, and as such, sound is something that is listen to through the skin of the body as well. Yeah. And I think I'm really interested in sort of ideas around affect. So also sort of the the, um, intensities and um, sensations that aren't just um, in our usual sort of um, emotional register, such as happiness or sadness or anger. Um, I'm interested in affect and those feelings or sensations that we get that that push us into a space of unknowing mm-hmm. um so i'm interested in how sound and the, you know listening to music or um you know tones and noise that exists outside of music you know um and how that has a kind of emotive impact and intensity on our bodies too so not just i guess the physical materiality of sound but the sort of affective, the, the emotional impact and um, how that can push us into new spaces of knowing ourselves and of knowing other people as well. Mm. And this, in this affective, you seem to focus also on what's between the sensical, I guess, forms of sound, such as language, the, the, guttural, yes. yeah. the guttural that carries so much of the meaning of what is heard. Exactly, exactly. So um, both with Miatus and also the the new work that I've created for The National, which is called Cry, I'm really interested in the tension between, yeah, the somatic responses of the body. So when we think of the scream or the yell um, or the all those sounds that exist outside of language, um, how they can be just as a powerful communicative force, uh, even more so really than than language itself um so yeah i'm interested in i guess all of the uh tensions all of the um physical um responses of the body and and the voice yeah that mm-hmm. that's held in the voice sorry mm-hmm. yeah yeah now that you say how they're even more powerful in delivering meaning or sensation of what is um wanting to be said it's because in some way they are the parts of the voice that can't be intentional or learned it really belongs to an individual being what sounds are produced apart from the language exactly and sometimes that's when the body takes over Mm -hmm. as well so sometimes it can be in those moments where the body exceeds um sort of a, a cerebral or um kind of logical Mm, um, meaning, you know what I mean? It's where the body kind of takes um, precedent. Mm, And one can't hide, you know, because language can also be a form of hiding, you know, before. Yes. Yeah, but this is very um, direct, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
You're on Easter Radio 89.7 FM. This is Arts Monday Sympoesis, and we are in conversation with artist Francis Barrett, uh, who is here with us uh, from Adelaide on call today uh, to talk about the recent projects that center on sound and modes of listening. And one of those projects is Mouth, a night of performances that focus on the voice through poetry, improvised performance and song. Francis, could you tell us a bit about the program and how you went uh, through the curatorial, I guess, uh, thinking in in putting this uh, program together? Yeah, so I was really lucky to be invited by um, Katie Winton and um, Sam Watson-Wood, who work together under the name of Friends with Strangers, and they've curated a whole suite of these Carriage Works Nights that kind of are across uh, May, June, July and August. And um, so I guess I really wanted to extend the ideas of what I was working on with Cry, which, yeah, I'm presenting at Carriage Works. And I guess that work really um, thinks about the relationality of the voice. So there's this amazing quote by Adriana Cavarero who sort of talks about how the voice is always for the ear um, and it's and the voice is relational it's always this in this act of calling to another um, and so I wanted to extend those ideas through this event and look to other artists that are working with expanded vocalities or are working with kind of poetry and and really center the voice. Um, as the focus of a, of a listening event. Um, so I think, yeah, so I, I hope that the night is kind of quite a focused event that around vocalic performance. Um, and the performers that will be, um, uh, I'll be working with will be Joanna Fabro, who I collaborated um, on with, Sorry, I collaborated with on the um, project Cry. Um, I've also invited Black, who's an incredible artist um, based in um, Gadigal land, uh, and hopefully they will be performing a series of lullabies um, and doing performative actions. Uh, I've invited Tina Stefanow, who will be um, performing a new work called Fawning. Um, Eric Arlip has created a series of um, sort of texts and poems um, called Orchid. Uh, Sonia Hollowell be, will be performing with her father, Jonathan Hollowell, um, and Sonia's an incredible imp- uh, vocal improviser. Mm. And Jonathan will be playing the world at the piano. Um, Sage Pibbit, um is an artist that is inspired by um, sort of throat singing um, or overtone singing um, and sound poetry. And so their work will be performed by Lil Colgan, Robbie Water, um, Black, and also um, Zaya Barroso. And this will be um, a very epic um, work um, and, yeah, which kind of explores, I guess, ideas of, of possession. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll have... Um, Debris Facility Proprietary Limited um, DJing across the night too. Mm. So the night will have sort of sounds um, uh, and um, then sort of poetry or or a reading. It'll have improvised sort of singing as well as lullabies. So a whole whole suite of different 
I guess, vocal techniques. Mm. And this is taking place this Thursday, 25th of May from 6 to 10 p.m. Uh, in Carriageworks, at Carriageworks in the clothing store, Artist Studios? Yes, so the clothing store is the building next to Carriageworks. It's mm. on Carriageworks Way. Mm-hmm. Another question I was wanting to ask is, where does silence feature in the works that focus on sound? And the reason, uh, the reason why I'm asking that is because I read something beautiful written by Joel Stern, who wrote about your exhibition, and they say how voice always recedes into silence. Um, so, yeah, mm. I just wanted to um, touch on that a little bit um, because it seems to me that silence almost creates this potential for listening. Yeah, I guess maybe that comes back to our original conversation 10 years ago mm. as well around sort of duration and, and temporalities, you know. Uh, I guess the voice, there's this, uh, I can't remember who says, maybe it's um, Mladen Dola who talks about um, the voice is birthed and it dies at the same time that it's mm-hmm. emitted. So there's this kind of duality within the temporality of the voice. Um, so I guess maybe that returns to my interest in endurance performance um, and sort of um, the, yeah, pushing the body, I guess. Um, I think this idea of the voice is receding into silence too, I guess, um, for me, curating or, or programming a performance event, uh, I, I find it a very, you know, unique and um, experience because an audience will come together um, to, to witness or to listen to something, and then um, just in that in that kind of very fleeting time, you know, there's this kind of sharing or encounter that's forged by all the dynamics between the performer and the audience and who's there. So I am interested in these kind of temporal or fleeting events that uh, happen uh, and then they aren't sort of able to be repeated. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like the idea of as well people drawing people into a space, you know, after the last few years um, when it was difficult to kind of come together uh, to share an encounter physically in the same space, I think uh, these events, yeah, take on a different, and yeah, these events take on a different kind of intensity, but but so does embodied practice, you know. Mm. Um, So I guess, yeah, when you think about, um, I guess, yeah, the fleetingness of, of events, think about the sort of temporality of the voice, um, yeah, I hope that all of these um, event, like this kind of night encompasses um, all of those ideas. Mm. Francis, thank you so much for joining us this morning on Eastside Radio and I look forward to experiencing uh, Mouth, which is a night of performances focused on the voice and it will take place this Thursday, 25th of May, 6 to 10pm at a clothing store, which is uh, on Carriageworks Way. Thank you so much, Ira. It's always wonderful to speak to you.